0: Alright, bradcooney.com I'd like to welcome back onto the show Professor of Physics and Astronomy He's also the star of uh, the TV show Ancient Aliens On the History Channel And he is the author of Divine Science Finding Reason at the Heart of Faith Mr. Michael Dannon Michael, thank you so much for joining us again Welcome back
1: Oh, exciting to be back Thanks for having
0: me Absolutely, always fun talking to you <laughs> All right, before I got, get into my questions for you, um, I want to give you an opportunity to talk a little bit about how your book's doing and also touch on whatever, whatever current project you're working on now. Sure.
1: Well, one of the things that I think the book is doing well, the nice thing is people who read it seem to really like it. Right. Right. Um, as I think anyone who's written a book has experienced, right? The, the, the challenge is finding that way to break it out even further to a larger audience. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know the area I think of science and religion is fraught with a lot of extreme people on.
0: Yeah. Same thing with politics, you know? Same thing in politics. Exactly.
1: I think if I, if I had really been, you know, radical that somebody out there is horrible and evil, then the book would have sold more.
0: <laughs> well.
1: But, you know, I, like I said, what I'm really pleased with is the people who buy it and read it, um, even people who, you know, have no motivation to tell me they liked it, you know. Right. Obviously, my family has to tell me they like <laughs> it and a few of my really good friends. Um, but the other people out there, you know, they, it's gotten good reviews on Amazon and just really good feedback from people. And what was important to me is I've had a lot of people say it's really strengthened their faith life, oh, nice. um, which is what I wrote it for, is to help people accept science, understand that science doesn't contradict their faith and that their faith can be stronger, even if, even in a world where science works. And, and that's the feedback I've gotten. And so that's
0: And that's great news. And, and of course, I bought the book for my friend Alice, and she absolutely loves it. I bought it for Christmas, as you know. Um, yes. She loves it, and I get it next. So as soon as she's finished, then I then I dive in. Great. Um, so. And
1: then the other interesting project, one of the things which actually, you know, since you let me know a little bit ahead of time what you might be asking, kind yeah. of ties in, I think, to some of that. Um, you know, at least in the what I would call the physics, the science world you know, one of the interesting sort of core debates is, is the world just purely physical, meaning it's only stuff that obeys the laws of physics, particles, and forces, or is there more to reality? Um, and of course, one of the premises of my book is that there's more to reality. Uh, and but there's been a book that came out fairly recently by a physicist at Caltech, John Carroll, um, and he, he has an interesting take on What he calls poetic naturalism, which is basically there's only physical reality, but there's appropriate stories at different levels Um, and one of the next projects I plan to have is he has some very interesting specific challenges that he maybe puts forward to people like me who think there's more to reality Mm. than physical reality Um, and I think it would be fun to write a few articles, give a few talks, you know, where I very specifically address him and his questions, you know, and potential answers to them. Uh, I think that could be an interesting kind of project and thing to do so that's something I'll be working on probably you know in the next six months to a year
0: that's great so what about Ancient aliens are they, are they still are they still doing their thing or are there any more seasons coming up
1: you know that's a good question I need to reach out to them because I filmed last for them for the last season which was almost a year ago now and yeah. so I don't know you know one of their goals was to get enough episodes to be syndicated and oh. they achieved that <laughs> yeah um there's only so many ancient alien theories out there
0: right um, so I, I they, they may actually finally be done filming but I will have to reach out and see yeah. um,
1: in the interim I did get to do um, a, a, a really fun new show on, on weapons um, mm. it was I think called Men at War and it came out uh, you know I forget the TV channel it came out on because it was one I hadn't heard of I'll I'll have to send you that by email. Sure. But um, what was fun was I got to do the material science of all sorts of ancient weapons. You know, the famous ones obviously being the samurai sword and Damascus steel. Mm. Uh, but the people doing the show had a lot of different interesting weapons that there was cool physics and material science about. Mm. And what's fun about that is there really is some very, very interesting physics and material science at the heart of, of many of these weapons. And it amazes me what humans are ingenuity and what we've been able to come up with as we
0: designed mm-hmm. things around us. Yeah, I remember when we last had you on, we talked about the pyramids, and yes. your take on the, on the pyramids um, was that you believe it was human ingenuity on that. Um, of course, everybody else on the TV show, Incan Aliens, thought they were UFOs right. and aliens were involved. Um, but, um, you know, recently the Pentagon released a, a very interesting video of, of some U.S. fighter jets that were actually in pursuit of a UFO. Did you see that? It was on CNN.
1: tried to follow some of the follow-up because, obviously, doing what I do, I'm sure I would be get asked about
0: it. Right, and the the, the video to me was very interesting because you can actually hear the pilots the pilots communication communication amongst one another, um, and they and they they were talking about how this object was going at a crazy speeds that we can't achieve, and it was right. and it was rotating um, while in transit while while it was moving. So, I mean, I'm just interested. What is your take on that video? What, what do you think that, what, what's up with that?
1: You know, it, it's interesting because um, I, I sort of come at it from, from two directions. And the first is, um, you know, there's a reason we call them unidentified flying objects. As one of my colleagues who's probably a, a more conservative physicist than me even says, yeah, there's lots of things that are unidentified. You know, we don't sure. always know what everything is. And it, it does... You know, fascinate me. You know, despite how much we have observed about the world around us, um, how often we come across phenomena that's natural. You know, and it's perfectly. Um, ultimately, if you can capture it enough times, you can explain it. But many of these are rare enough; you you only see it once or twice, and you you can't get the measurements to really determine what it is. Um, and so, you know, I'm sure they saw something real. Um, that's one thing. You know, I don't. I don't think everything is automatically a hoax or something fake. Right. One thing that was very convincing to me. I went to a very interesting talk at a UFO conference once by a gentleman whose specialty is special effects, and what he does is look at video and video footage, um, and it's amazing the the video footage that you know he, his knowledge and experience of optical effects and how things look and optical. intuitively, it's not aliens visiting us. Okay. The biggest being, you know, I, I look at, I don't expect alien life to be that that different than humans. Um, and we, as we expanded, you know, when the Europeans came here to, the, you know, the Americas, or, you know, you look at any human expansion, we never did it in a very secretive way or, you know, hiding ourselves. You know, we immediately interacted with whoever was there in a very obvious and overt way. Um, And I know people say, oh, they're more advanced, or they're this or that. Um, But I I think life is life, and life tends to interact in overt ways, not secretive ways. That's why I tend to feel it's something else. Um, But, you know, you never know. It it could be aliens, and they could act very different than us.
0: Or could it be be, uh, a new... Well, a new, maybe a life form that's from here that we just don't see much of that, that, you know, once in a while surfaces like that.
1: And it could be something like that. I think with some of these things that, whenever people use the phrase for the flying objects, and you see it in the video where they appear to violate the laws of physics, one of the things that's, you know, the laws of physics, the ones about how things move um, and, and acceleration in particular... Pretty rock solid. It's not a technology thing. It's really just the way the universe works. But there is a lot of optical effects that would create what looks like um, unphysical motion, and that's why when you know, if in, in a weird way, a, a UFO that was strange in other ways but moved according to the laws of physics is much more likely to be an alien spacecraft than one that appears to violate the laws of physics once you appear
0: to violate the laws of physics it's much more likely to be an optical effect of some sort yeah that's, that um, actually makes sense I actually I actually agree with that yeah mm-hmm. interesting alright so I kind of briefed I kind of gave you a little heads up about some of these questions I'm going to, I'm going to get into now um and just for the listener, this this is gonna be questions pertaining to a home in Mississippi that some strange things happen inside it. Um, that I've witnessed myself, some personally in person, and some I've captured on video in this house. And the homeowner has five questions that she wanted me to ask. In fact the homeowner is the same woman I bought the bought your book for, for uh, for her Christmas. Oh, okay. um, all right, so the first question um that, that we have for you, um, we have several documentations again of video of a. It's like a ball of light. It's a, it's a ball of light that forcefully goes into flight with no like visible energy source. Well, can, can physics explain that?
1: Light is fundamentally just electricity and magnetism. The source for the effect, uh, luckily, does not have to be um, present, and so it's easy to uh, imagine, from a physics point of view, something like a, a light effect that's a very real effect and and could be explained pretty easily by the laws of physics if you were. We had more measurements and more access, and and we're able to see more potential sources for it. So it it would look very mysterious, but it would be very real, Uh, and it would make sense
0: to me to have it occur, if that makes sense. It does. Okay, now this one's kind of weird, man, but I've seen this firsthand probably three or four times. Um, There's a chandelier light that's over the dining room table in this house. Um, it has eight lights this light we've had turn off by itself on request um, three or four times with me with other people with me um, and the light never shuts off by itself when nobody's at the house or there's nobody giving attention to this light it's very strange it's got my it's really piqued my my interest Um, this light Will shut off when you ask it to. Not every time that you know. I don't want to sit here and say it every time, but um, one time, right in front of Steve Gonzalez, the guy from the, from the TV show Ghost Hunters, who's very—he's actually a hard sell. He's one of the debunkers on the show. He was one of the ones that always put science first and tried to figure out, you know, what 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 scientifically could be creating this. But this light, I've looked at. I've looked at hundreds and hundreds of hours of of the of the video footage of the house surveillance ca- cameras, and the, you know, this light never shuts off by itself. It only does it when there's me or an investigative team in there, that's asking questions and and, and prompting it to. So can you can you explain physics? Can, can physics fit into that? What could be the cause of that?
1: So that one that gets trickier. Um, but again, it, it, it's interesting. One of the One of the challenges with that, you know, and and I think this will be related, I'm going to just guess, you know, knowing the type of things that happen, this will be vaguely related to some of your other questions. Um, I think it's really interesting to me sort of how many confirmed strange electromagnetic interactions there are. And so when you think about it from a science or a physics point of view, there's sort of two questions you have to kind of, I think, ask yourself in the beginning. One is, you know, we, we do, you know, interact to some degree. With the electromagnetic world around us. You know, we are fundamentally, we have water in us, we have charges, we're conductors, we make electromagnetic fields. They're very weak ones, but we do do that. We also are generally carrying devices that emit electromagnetic things. And I will tell you from my years of experience, um, experiments just do strange stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. that's, you know, not there at the other times, and it's possible that, that the the house circuit in itself, in that particular room, um, it, it has a weird short in just the right way. That some of the times you bring in enough electricity and magnetism with you, um, and it, it looks like it's you making the request, but there's a little bit of coincidence going on, and mm-hmm. that's what's turning off the light. So I can. It's one of those ones I can come up with a potential physics explanation, so I think that's kind of cool. Yep.
0: Um,
1: the, the second piece is, is it, it's an interesting question to me, again, given that most of these um, hard-to-explain activity around electricity and magnetism, um, whether you, you're connecting it to a ghost or another effect, you're, you're connecting it Presumably to some unexplained electromagnetic phenomena. Um, We could call it a ghost. We could call it something else. And I think that's equally interesting because fundamentally, I think everybody involved sort of agrees, okay, there's something interesting electromagnetic going on. And it becomes, once you're in that space, it's something that is, quote, physical, and we know how to measure, we know how to study. And the question is how to study it in a way that makes it reproducible and gets us more information. Um, And so either direction you go in, I think, effects like you described with the light turning off under only certain conditions of people being there um, raises at least the potential ability to think think about what scientific experiment would you do next to ask what else is going on. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because at its core, everybody is assuming there's something electromagnetic there, so we're assuming something physical, so we're assuming something we can study.
0: Okay, two more questions. That about was this. a very long-winded answer. No, it, <laughs> it was great, though. It was very good. That's why That's why I wanted you on the show for this. It's, it's really good information. Because I always like to get every perspective. I don't want to just jump yeah. on, oh, it's a ghost. You know I want to get the science behind it, the whole, the whole nine. This is really good. Alright, so we have what we call trigger objects in the house. Um, in right. case it is a spirit of any kind of intelligence, so we put we put a baseball on a step um, on the stairs to go up to the second floor we, we put baseballs we set dolls up places and, this, and it's sometimes it knocks stuff off the bed we have a baseball we had this on video probably five or six times where a ball it's a baseball because i wanted to use a baseball because it's heavier right. um, i didn't want to put like a wiffle ball or a balloon because any kind of a breeze um, could you know the air, the air, the air, air conditioning can kick on, or the heater. Right. And I, you know, I don't want that. You know, I don't want it to be. You know, so I use a baseball because it's got it's got weight to it. Um, this the stairs are carpeted. The edge of the step is beveled. Each step is beveled. It doesn't have a nine degree. It's beveled. Um, right. It's carpeted, and there's actually a little bit of an incline. It's a very slight incline from the middle of the step to the edge so this ball has to go up a little bit of an incline and move about three inches to fall off so we've had this ball probably probably five times maybe more um... will fall off this step and at least one time it looked like it had some propulsion behind it where it was like propelled uh... with some speed so here we go again. I'm asking the physics guy. What 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 could create? What could move a baseball off a step like that uh, multiple times?
1: Yeah. So those are harder um, to think about from a physics point of view. Um, from both the perspective of um, is it something you know that we're new that we don't know about? Whether you call it a ghost or a spirit. Or something
0: else moving it, or is it a physics explanation? Because,
1: you know, anything electromagnetic, from both the side of arguing, you know, if you think of ghosts as predominantly connected to electromagnetic energy, we know how electromagnetic things interact with electromagnetic things. Or, like I said, um, when you start to think about weird physics, of rare electromagnetic phenomena, there's lots of different ways electric circuits can behave in very funky ways. So those spaces are easier to talk about. Moving physical objects gets harder. I mean, from a physics point of view, you you already identified, you know, the basic directions you have to be thinking. At the end of the day... The way an object would move, and in a surprising way, is if there was some some sort of seismic or vibration or motion in the house itself, in addition that kind of triggered the ball to go. And so the cha- <clears throat> Excuse me.
0: Okay. The,
1: the challenge is with something like this. It's hard for me to imagine um, that you know whatever. Suppose it was a purely physical effect that moved the ball. It's hard to imagine the effect being missed (laughs) because uh, of the size I would expect it to have to be to move the ball. So,
0: Let me just interject real quick. One of the things we do is when we place the ball on the step, I do a kick and a stomp test. I'll I'll actually jump up and down on the step and I'll punch the step and I'll kick the step to make sure the ball's not going to move by vibration yeah exactly and so if 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 there was a weird
1: seismic event (laughs) that that you know shook the house a little bit or something and caused the ball to move my suspicion is that would be noticeable too that's all i'm saying right right so um these are much harder to think about an explanation but what makes it hard to think about a these moving objects present the biggest challenge both for scientists um, and and for people who are just interested in these phenomena because, you know, the question is at the end of the day the ball is still a physical
0: object. Mm -hmm.
1: For it to move, whatever is causing it to move has to
0: interact with it in some way. Right.
1: Um, And so the object itself and, and this, is, this is something I sort of mentioned earlier, it's kind of why I'm interested in this next project I am whether you're interested in the world of sort of ghosts and spirits possibly interacting with physical things, or you're interested in it from a, um, the other sort of spiritual side of, of God, or something you know, just generically spiritual, wherever you're coming from interacting with physical objects that's an area that, that's really hasn't explored yet, and it's an interesting question of, well, what test or measurement would I do to determine what is moving the ball? It's it's a fascinating sort of next-level science question. Um, Mm -hmm. So this is the one I really can't say much more about from that science perspective, except I think it's kind of that next-level really cool science question is you know, suppose as a scientist, I wanted to tell you what experiment you could do that would either sort of convince me of what's moving it, you know, or take me as a scientist, say, who's highly skeptical to the next level. It's a little hard to figure out what the right experiment is, and it's an interesting question, and so it's exactly that space of moving objects, and it sounds like you're doing a lot of the right stuff you would expect to rule out obvious things moving it, but it's always... It's easier in science to rule out things than to show what's actually doing it.
0: <laughs> right, right. Um, and so it's kind of a fun next question. So
1: that that's, can't give you much more than that except that really
0: cool question. Okay, so this one's, this is the one piece of evidence in the paranormal field that intrigues me the most. Even more than moving objects. Electronic voice phenomenon. So right. we get two different kinds, um, Michael. We get We get random voices. Um, that aren't ours and usually there's only two people in the home when we do these it's like the last time it happened was just me and my friend Eileen were in there right. um, and then you get intelligence re- intelligent responses which are the ones that blow my mind away um, and I'll give you an example when we were we were in the home um, a few months ago and we were actually trying to get that light I was telling you about we was, tra- we was trying to get the light to shut off right and so I was doing what they what they call provoking a little bit I was kind of just kinda of being a little bit of a smart ass um, and I was telling Eileen I was like well I guess there's if there is spirits in here I guess I guess I guess I just can't turn this light off tonight and it's, this is me and her talking but we always have a digital recorder running that's a rule of thumb because we've had so much weird things happen in there that right. automatically as soon as I walk in there I have a digital recorder running just in case we hear a voice whatever we got it on we got it on video on, 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 on uh, recorder so, anyway, that, later on that night when I got home, I was reviewing the audio. I had my headphones on, and I was listening to the playback, and I, and I got to the part where I was telling Eileen, and maybe, I'm quoting myself, um, maybe the this, this, this spirits, um, they can't turn it off tonight. I got a voice, a sentence that, that was not my voice, obviously, and it was not Eileen's because it was a male voice, but you can definitely hear it wasn't my voice either because you just heard my voice. You know what I mean? I heard a third voice comes in and it says he wants and then it pauses for a second and then it says he wants us to cut the light off. It's a freaking full sentence. Okay? These EVPs are what blows me away more than anything else in this paranormal field is sometimes they have what they call class A EVPs where you can you can hear a full sentence and the ones that have in, the ones that really really capture me are the ones that are Within context of what you're talking about, right? um, Or even better, an actual direct response. So, here we go, Mister Physics Man. What, 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 what say you about EVPs? How do you explain that? Uh, Yeah,
1: so I think these are these are also um, the the interesting ones from both sides of the coin, right? So if I want to be super skeptical, um, the cool thing about them, so like i said the the one thing i'm at a total loss is the moving baseball the the even something like these now correct me if i'm wrong because the the one thing i've not seen but maybe you've seen it they're almost always a case where you as clear as the voices are and as much as you can hear them you really only hear them in the recording it's not like you you tend to hear them in the room
0: that's Actually, actually, I've heard both. Now, to, okay. your, to your point, though, disembodied voices are more rare. Right. Um, but they do happen. I have, I actually have heard disembodied voices, but EVPs where you can only hear it in playback are, more, are much more common.
1: Right, and, and that, from both sides of the coin, in a weird way, makes a little more sense. So, let, let's take the highly sort of skeptical physics point of view, first of all, and it really just goes back to a of features um, of electricity, depending on the type of, of, of voice that your your you know response you're hearing, um, the the easier ones to understand are the ones that are maybe a little less clear or not completely in context or not necessarily a direct response and the reason i say that is one of the things humans are incredibly good at are finding patterns and filtering out things even if they're not there it's a real danger Um, we have when we do science experiments Um, a lot of my research is in sort of pattern formation and end actually weren't really there because that's just you know basically human evolution and our survival depended on finding patterns uh, around us and in the world so that's that's one feature the, the other int- the, like you said the more interesting ones are when you get like you the example you gave a response in context or maybe a right. complete sentence to get the whole sentences but you know in a weird way i can't completely rule that out from a physics point of view again if it is something that's a true sort of electromagnetic phenomena that has something to do whether you call them ghosts or spirits or whether you just call them electromagnetic phenomena that we don't completely understand yet then again digital voice recordings are are sort of a natural thing to understand because you're proposing an entity that's electromagnetic in some fundamental way interacting with a fundamentally electromagnetic device. And so in a weird way, you're in the safest scientific realm you can be, right? Because you're proposing basically physics interacting with physics, just a a physical construct or entity you may not fully understand or or expect yet. I mean the reality is electromagnetism and electromagnetic waves do a lot of interesting things have a lot of coherent behavior um i mean it's it's something i think most scientists would potentially be even more skeptical than, than me about but you know electromagnetic phenomena that is more coherent and advanced and interesting is not totally out of the realm of sort of physics believability mm-hmm. um Again, understanding that there might be something electromagnetic that can interact with a recording device and has some level of sort of intelligence interaction is not totally insane what's really harder to imagine I just go back to it is how something like that would interact with the baseball that, that's like, again can't rule it out, but hard to imagine what context it would exist in the electromagnetic interactions are just so much easier to imagine how they would work uh, so it, it's an interesting, you know, conundrum with things like even the, the the voice recordings of is it what I would call electromagnetic glitches that just happen to do really well in certain ways or is it actually something else causing it? Either way, you're still asking basically a physics question, so it's kind
0: of unsafe ground. <laughs> there you go. Well, I appreciate it, so it really did. It's great. I mean, this is why I wanted you to come on, because getting a, a scientific, you know, a, a physics um, perspective is part of this puzzle that we're trying to figure out. Why is this happening? Why is this happening in this house? That, that's why, you know, we're all just curious.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's, I, I think electricity and magnetism is something, though we understand it, on one hand better than many physical phenomena on the other hand it's full potential i think isn't fully understood so that's why it's an interesting space to think
0: about all right well we appreciate you coming on i want to get you back on soon um if you'll come back on
1: oh happy to come back on again this was fun to chat about
0: all right can you hear me